Welcome back to the Stories from the Woods podcast. Glad to have you come back and listening for the second chapter of the new story that we've got out, Battle for the Jewel of Laria. And, uh, you know, before we get into this this chapter this week, I just wanted to talk about one of the reasons I wanted to do this story as far as getting it out on the podcast now versus I was really originally planning on getting this out probably in the summer and the fall. But I thought it was a good time because I heard from one of our listeners, um, Oliver, out there, and uh, he was really excited and uh, about the Cave of Lencross story. So I wanted to get another chapter story out there. It was fantasy-based and get that out for you know Oliver and any others that like that. And it's been a while since we've done one. So thanks, Oliver, for uh, sending your feedback. Uh, he did a great uh, drawing of some of the characters of the Cave of Lencross. Part two of that story will be probably hopefully coming out uh, sometime in the summer, early fall, when my son finishes that up. He's not too far away from doing that. Thanks again, uh, Oliver, for uh, sending that in. And if anybody else has any questions, feedback, um, just want to send what you like to hear, what stories do you most interested in, uh, shoot shoot an email uh, on the email address in the show notes, and I'd be glad to hear from you. And hopefully here in the future we'll get a, a Twitter account going and uh, we'll have that opportunity for you to, to reach out as well. All right, and we'll get right into the second story where Lance wakes up and takes the fairy house back to the fairy. Chapter 2, Stumped from the Battle Over the Jewel of Laria story. The morning light is blinding as Lance opens his eyes. He quickly closes them again and rolls over to the other side of the bed before opening them again. The clock reads 8.30. Oh no! I slept in! I have to get to the ferry! His feet hit the floor after his body is already halfway to the door. As he opens the door and starts down the stairs, a strong aroma hits his nostrils. Yes, my favorite breakfast is ready, he mumbles as he hits the floor with his feet. He hurries into the kitchen to see his mom cooking French toast and bacon on the griddle. On the table sits a tub of butter and syrup. Thanks, Mom, for making breakfast this morning, Lance says as he sits down in his seat. I figured it might help lift your spirits to start off your day, responded Mom with a smile on her face. Lance was enjoying his breakfast so much that he almost forgot about taking the house to the ferry this morning. Do you want any more French toast? His mom asked. He declined and headed upstairs to get ready for the day. When he entered the garage, he was hit with brisk, cold temperature that he was not expecting after leaving the garage last night with a mild temperature. He grabbed the ferry house and headed back inside to grab a light jacket. Before he made it to the door wall, his father stopped him admiring his house. That's a really cool-looking birdhouse. It almost looks like it might only fit a hummingbird. Anyway, I just wanted to remind you that we have some more unpacking to do today. So don't go too far into the woods, where you would not hear us call you. Lance gave a look of frustration. Ugh, I wanted to spend most of my day in the woods. Can I pack tonight or tomorrow after school? Well, you can go out until lunchtime. As Lance headed out the door, he screamed, Thanks, Dad! The blue and white color shoes were blur through the grass until he reached the trees. Then he continued with a slower pace, so he could find his way back to where he discovered the ferry the day before. With the house in hand... He arrived at the cave-like entrance in the forest. Hello, Lance said in a half-greeting and half-questioned tone. The fairy flew fast and direct towards his face and made his eyes cross for a moment. You built the house! That is fantastic! I was not expecting you to have it complete already. That's even better now that I have this feeling we need to expedite things as fast as we can. 
Chloe responded as she flew around Lance's oval-shaped face. Let's hang this house over here in this old oak tree with the bark falling off. He took a few steps before looking up at the tree and noticing the first branches were quite high off the ground. They were definitely higher than his or even his father's hand could reach. How am I going to hang the house in that tree? With a quick motion, Chloe flew under the house and lifted it right out of Lance's hand. You are not going to be hanging it. I am. I just need to sit up on this branch and then tie it on to the one above, the fairy faintly said as she rose up toward the first branch. I did not realize the strength that a fairy had. It seems unnatural, he said, looking straight up at the tree. It's all right. We are always underestimated by most humans and non-human beings. Strength is one skill we have been given. Chloe had just finished tying the house to an upper branch and headed back down to his eye level. When will a new fairy occupy this house? asked Lance. It will not take long after I send notice that the house is ready. If all goes well, there should be a new fairy in the house by tomorrow morning. However, you need not worry about that right now, for you need to explore these woods. I need you to find the creek and fill this cup with water. Chloe notes as she shows him a beautiful wooden cup that appears to have been carved out of a tree probably right from this forest. Lance takes the cup from the fairy and begins walking. I will help, but I cannot be very long, for my parents expect my return shortly. If I can't find it now, I'll come back again later. Chloe catches up with him flying right in front of his nose. Thank you again for your help. Be careful on your journey and be on guard for deception, for I feel a darkness is present near here. The leaves were crunching as he took each step slowly, making his way further away from his house. The forest was thick here, with mostly oaks and maples filling the space with a few black cherry trees intermingled. He was winding back and forth between the trees, for there was not a clear path to find. Even when there was a straight path between trees, other obstacles stood in his way, such as vines. It was good that it was still early spring, because it would have been much harder to see under the heavy canvas of leaves. Finally, an opening appeared, where there was a large tree stump. In the short distance, he could hear the trickle of water. The creek was probably not far now. The sunlight that was making its way down through the opening of trees was suddenly blotted out. Lance heard a large swoosh and a squawk just after the sunlight blinded him again. He sat down on the nearby stump and looked up to see if a cloud was passing by. However, what he saw was a bird, much larger than he had seen before, circling above the trees right above him. The bird appeared to be as large in wingspan as a pterodon that he had seen in a dinosaur encyclopedia. The difference here was that the bird was much larger in girth. It had many feathers covering his body. It also looked as if the bird was looking down at him directly. Lance looked back down as he heard a muffled voice. Startled, he stood up. It seemed that the sound was coming from beneath him. The hazel eyes enlarged now as to what he saw below him. There was a very well-defined face in the stump he was sitting on. Thank you for removing your buttocks from my face, says the face in the stump. It was getting very hot and difficult to breathe with all of you covering my face. Well, 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 I didn't expect the stump to be alive, stammered the boy. Who are you and how is your face in this stump? I am a stump. Can you not see that that is in fact true? I used to be human. That was before a spell was placed on me, which has put me under this curse. Spell? Who could have put a spell on you in this world? Why did they put a spell on you? questioned Lance. It is a very long story. However, I will tell you a quick version of it. The wizard, Alora, was the one who placed a spell on me. We are both from the land of Laria. 
I had touched something that was very valuable to him. He was very angry, and he used his magic to punish me by placing me in your world as a stump. This is not the way that magic should be used, and I need to return to Laria to share this with the Council of the Magi so that they can deal with the situation and restrict his use of his powers, the stump explained. What was the valuable item that you touched? Lance asked. It was a mirror. I did not realize such a simple item could be so valuable. I would not have touched it if I knew the value. The only reason I even touched it was it seemed to lure me toward it when I stared into it. I honestly did not know that I was getting too close before it was too late, the stump replied with an innocent voice. What is your name? Lance continued his questions. Izod is my name. Now enough of the questions. I need your help freeing me from this spell, Izod replies with a little frustration in his voice. How can I possibly free you? I'm not a wizard. I cannot even do any basic magic tricks, Lance said with despair. This is exactly why you can help me. I simply need you to bring me some water from the creek and pour it on my face. Once you do that, I will give you the next step. That seems easy enough, Lance said as he headed for the sound of the creek to the east. He walked down to the water and scooped some water into his hands. He began to carry it back to the stump, but most of the water dripped through his fingers. Ugh, maybe this is not going to be as easy as I thought. But then he remembered that he had the cup from the fairy. He grabbed the cup and sat it down in the water on its side. The water flowed right into the opening, filling it in a matter of a minute. This time, he just jumped flat-footed over the narrow part of the creek. Then he ran back up the slight grade in the hill next to the creek so he could make his way to the stump. Here comes the water, the boy yelled as he started pouring the water from the cup onto the stump's face. More directly, the mouth of the stump. Were the sounds that came from Izod as the water poured. Ah, that was very refreshing. Now grab a stick and draw three distinct circles around the outer edge of the stump. Lance quickly grabbed a stick to the right of him and followed the instructions given to him. It kind of looks like a target. Now stand on me and scream, Free him! Free Izod! Freedom! Izod demanded. No longer taking time to think through what he was really doing, Lance followed the last step as if he had no other choice. Free him! Free Izod! Freedom! A dark cloud released around Lance, and then a bright light flashed, along with a small explosion that sent Lance flying to the ground. He slowly looked up to see the black cloud swirling around the stump, until it finally faded to reveal a man. The man was much older, with a short beard and hair that was a mix of black and gray. Lance guessed he was about 6'5", as he was slightly taller than his father, who stood 6'2". He wore a silver robe with a black cloak. It worked! I cannot believe it! said Lance with excitement in his voice. Get up, kid. We have to go. It's time to get back to Laria, Izod exclaimed as he reached down to pull up the boy. Did you just say we? Lance questioned. Yes. As a reward for helping me out, I'm taking you with me to see the land of Laria. Plus, I need you to be there when I tell the council about what happened to me, the old man explained. Thanks for the offer, but I think I need to stay here where I live. I also have some things I was planning on accomplishing today, the boy stated as he started to walk away. All right, I understand this situation has caught you off guard. Why should you think about it for the night? I will be waiting right here until the sun reaches high noon tomorrow. I promise this is going to be an adventure that you will never imagine in your life. Lance thinks for a minute. How long will I be gone? That is the beauty of this adventure. The time in my land is negative time in your world. If you leave for one day, it will only be ten minutes here. You will not be gone more than a few days, Izod said with confidence. That's amazing. 
All right, I'll sleep on it tonight and be back tomorrow if I feel like I can do this. Lance then walked back to his house. Lance could not believe what had happened to him in the last two days. The forest was magical, and he was excited to continue on his adventure. The first thing, though, was to make sure that there was a new ferry before he could leave Izod. Lance almost forgot that he had to fill the cup up with the ferry. He turned around quickly and ran to the creek, pulled out the cup, and dipped it into the water again, and started walking back. Izod said, What is with that cup? Why do you need that water? Oh, I needed to fill it up for a friend. And Lance started heading back towards the house. This concludes Chapter 2, Stumped, from the Battle Over the Jewel of Laria story. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to check out all of our episodes on our podcast and subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And don't forget to leave us a review. And as always, continue to listen to our next episode. This podcast features the song A Dinner and a Rabbit by Mute Stare. Available under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial License.